The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. And I'm Jenna Million. And this is a podcast where we take the piss and debunk music fan stereotypes. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And if you stick around long enough, we'll also let you in on some new music the girls are already crazy about. Greetings from future Sarah and Jenna. (laughs) We have some very exciting news for you guys. Jenna, would you like to share with everybody? Absolutely. This coming week, we are going to be featured on another podcast called Pause It, Play It. And this is a podcast all about the 1975. So for those of you who are big fans, please go check out their podcast dropping on Tuesday evening, November 17th, if you're in America. And if you're in Europe or in the future time zones, then it'll be Wednesday, November 18th for y'all. And because they go chronologically song by song, if you're looking for it, the the episode is going to be This Must Be My Dream. And... We're going to be on there at the very end doing a little interview, talking about our music careers, how we found the 1975, also talking about the presidential election and some other fun stuff. So definitely go check out their episode this coming week. So Sarah, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Justin Bieber. (laughs) Isn't this crazy? I didn't think we would start talking about Justin Bieber this early on in this podcast series. Well, we actually got really lucky by accident, and that's why it's happening. Um, We have a really exciting guest on today. Her name's Mariana, and she is, like, a publicist, but she also has, like, run Justin Bieber fan accounts throughout, like, most of Justin Bieber's career. Um, And when I was doing research for, like, our Toxic Fandom episode, she got in touch, and I just was like, Justin Bieber deserves his own episode because I slide him in to (laughs) whatever I can because he's like the textbook case of not being taken seriously and then being taken seriously but also like being like taken down by the media I feel like he's just had a ridiculous relationship with the media throughout his career and it just felt really necessary there were downs there were sideways his (laughs) redemption arc is incredible (laughs) his redemption arc honestly belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame not not just him just like his redemption arc (laughs) deserves an award because i mean and like we will get more into this like once mariana's on with us here but just him starting as like a youtube artist and being like a glossy sickly sweet pop star to then having like his teenhood like breakdown of like beating up paparazzi like that whole thing where he like bought a like exotic monkey and then like just I think he left it somewhere and like I mean his relationship with Selena Gomez and like all of these like crazy things that all sort of happened like in 2013 to like 2015-ish and then like purpose drops and it's like his Justin Timberlake moment and all of a sudden the media most of the media went from being like his number one hater and like trying to just like throw him in the trash to being like oh Justin Bieber's released these like sexy songs we need to yeah. give, <laughs> we need to give him a chance yeah so we talk about all that and we talk about where he is now and it's just pretty it's a pretty wild ride i would say <laughs> It is absolutely a wild ride. And I would just like to throw a fun fact in there that the music video for Baby is the second most disliked music video on YouTube. How is that even possible? How's it, it has a 16 million thumbs up and 11 million thumbs down. I'm sure so, that half of those are because his hair looked like a helmet. So they were just probably. like, go away, go away. But <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think it's just also like when something like that comes out or somebody is so clearly talented, but not in a way that you're like told that you're allowed to like, you're like, fuck this man. Why is he making me interested in music for 10 year olds? So I feel like that was a lot of it. (laughs) Probably, probably. Yeah. So uh, stick in your seats. We have a wild ride coming up. (laughs) 
and join us for this trip down memory lane that is the life and times of Justin Bieber. So today we are joined by Mariana Rexrode. She's 24 years old and is an LA-based entertainment publicist. Mariana started a fan account on Instagram called Bieber Bodyguards in 2013, which garnered over 600,000 followers, and now she has a second account called Bieber Bodyguards 2. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mariana. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to get into the conversation today, and I think we just want to kick it off by hearing from you, like, what led you to creating these fan accounts back in 2013? So, a long time ago, probably in, like, 2011, 2012, I had fan accounts for Justin, personally, because I was a big fan of Justin's for a long time, since, like, 2009. And I had fan accounts on Facebook, because at the time, Facebook Facebook fan accounts were the thing. And I, I also had Twitter. And I ended up uh, getting to know his bodyguard at the time, Hugo, on Twitter. And as a joke, we were talking one day and he was like, you know, everybody makes like fan accounts and stuff for Justin, but we never get anything. So like as a joke, I created Bieber Bodyguards for him and for Justin and for the rest of the team. And at first it was called Team Hugo Mikey because Hugo, Hugo Hesney and Mikey Arana were Justin's like main bodyguard at the time and then it, it was later changed to be for bodyguards because he needed more security because he was getting older. and so you know it was kind of a joke at first and I would just post like about them about Justin you know supporting them supporting Justin and then like Mikey started sharing it Hugo started sharing it the rest of the team started sharing it Justin liked a couple posts um, and I was like, you know, this is really fun. So I started posting more and then I started, you know, they started sending me more stuff to promote and things like that. So that's kind of, and then it just kind of, uh, you know, I got to know them all, got to know the team really well. And it just kind of went from there. That's, that's such a cool story. I love that. So I guess this kind of goes into our next question of like, how did, you know, running this account or like multiple accounts over the years, how did this kind of lead you to where you are in your career as a publicist and then like also in your personal life? Yeah, so I honestly was doing it for fun just because I love Justin and I love the team and I just loved, you know, I, I thought it was really fun and I love supporting them. They were always really supportive of the page. And then, you know, I didn't really realize what I was doing, like social media promotion was a job. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. And then it was pe- actually people on his team that were like, you know, you're really good at promoting. We really appreciate what you do for us and what you do for Justin. And we think that you really have a talent for this. And we think that you should look into PR. And at this time I was graduating high school. And so they actually ended up connecting me to somebody that they knew in the PR field that worked like celebrities PR. And then she was able to connect me to somebody that she knew that lived where my mom lived at the time. So I had like a paid internship, like right out of high school, just from the fan page. That's so like, that's honestly so incredible. It's such a cool story. It was was really cool. And I was, I was really, really grateful for that because I had never been to school, never been to college, like nothing like that. I had literally just ran the fan page. Did you study anything related in college? or did you just kind of go straight into working wow that's that's amazing like right out of high school yeah that's so cool (laughs) dang (laughs) Um, so straight from the fan page and you know she kind of just the you know when I first went in to like interview for the position she literally just looked at my fan page asked me stuff and like I had helped them before you know like they would send me like exclusive photos and things like that I remember the bodyguards had a a gym line that came out because they were really into working out and they were getting Justin into like working out as well with them and they had a gym line that was called orange gym rats and they were trying to sell these like bands and stuff and they were like asking me like ideas on how to promote it and I was like well slap one on Justin and send me a picture you'll sell a ton that's awesome put one on Justin and like sent me a picture of like him with the band and I was the first one to post that and it was like you know they they sold a lot of bands and so it was just kind of things like that and then you know I did contests to win like his his shirt or that he wore on stage or like his shoes and you know stuff like that so it was that Yeah, I love like how powerful like being a fan can be because I feel like so many people just don't realize that like if you do it the right way, (laughs) you can do anything. It's funny because I always get kind of reserved to be like, you know, especially in the industry when people ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, I was a fan girl. (laughs) I I feel like there's such a a weird light on that when, uh, you know, in reality, like fans 
are a huge part of any artist promotion team. And I think the reason, one of the reasons that Justin and, and Scooter um, are so you know successful is because they've involved the fans in his journey from the very start. And so, you know, when the fans feel like they're a part of the journey, they're more inclined to buy the albums. They're more inclined to promote it. They're more inclined to do stuff. So I think, I think it's super important as any artist and as any publicist, as any manager to make sure that your artist fans are involved in their journey. And that's, that's what I try to do with my clients as well. We totally agree. I mean, that's basically why we started this podcast is because like, it's so true, but a lot of times the media will talk about it in a way like, oh, like only teen girls like that band. So they're not good. You know, it's like they sold the most records this year. <laughs> like They're right. super powerful. I mean, there's literal categories at like the MTV Movie Awards and the iHeartRadio Awards now that are like best fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, to go into like the main, the man of the hour <laughs> to just sort of like talk more obviously about like Justin and the whole point of like why we're here today is to sort of talk about how he growing up within the spotlight and with the media always like paying attention to everything that he did like what it's been like and like from like Jenna and my experiences with people who weren't really in the fandom but like were music lovers and like paying attention I mean I just remember like him sort of obviously like in my mindset showing up out of nowhere even after being like a YouTube kid posting like his covers and stuff with like the baby video and I was telling Jenna this earlier but I used to have a friend who like because Justin was good it was never a fact that he wasn't talented but it was just the fact of like how do you as somebody who's older than him like like him without it being looked at as weird and like my friend so I guess I can't remember he was like so I guess like Justin was like 15 or 16 so we would have been like 18 19 at this time and my friend used to like send me these videos on Facebook of him dressed up like Justin Bieber like lip syncing to the baby and like one time and like doing the like dance thing from like the music video <laughs> exactly and so it just was those things of like the media being like oh like this is for teen girls so like trying to figure out how to like something that's good that's like technically not supposed to be for you and just like also like his career going from being like a bright shiny like teen star to then becoming like an actual teenager and like young adult like within the like eye of Hollywood like obviously there's all these cases of like Lindsay Lohan like Drew Barrymore everyone's sort of like the Hollywood teen like downfall of it all and like I mean obviously like he was doing things that were warranted of people being like hey what's he doing but as somebody who was so prominent like in his fandom like what was that like being like a really big fan and watching sort of him have this very public like teen angst and like seeing how like the media portrayed it so there definitely you know there definitely was a time in his life where you know he was being a kid he was being an idiot kid i think he puts it best in his song that just came out called lonely you know they criticize the things i did as an idiot kid but you know, he's, he was a teenager. He was a kid. Every teenager, every kid does crazy things that they probably shouldn't do. It's just the world isn't watching them. Yeah. The world was watching him and the world was criticizing and like watching his every move. And I think that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody as well, to always be on for the cameras and always, you know, and trying to navigate. There was also no preparing him for this life either. Yeah. Um, you know, he was thrown into it at such a young age. Nobody in his family comes from the music industry. <laughs> you know or comes you know from the actual I mean Patty and stuff did music and his family's yeah. very cool, but like nothing nobody really came from the music industry per se um you know he just found on YouTube and uh his pure talent and stuff like that um so I think you know from our us our you know fan perspective it was, it was really hard actually because you know a lot of people are like oh why do you like Justin Bieber he was just thrown in jail <laughs> you know or something like that yeah. or you know there are a lot of people that turned against him and stuff but it's like I could tell you you know 10 other guys that went to my school that were doing the same exact thing he was doing it was just he was being criticized and watched and scrutinized for it and so I think it was just as a fan, just supporting him and knowing that, you know, people are going to make mistakes. Humans are going to make mistakes and just, you know, it, it was hard defending him too. Um, but you know, it was, it was kind of just the understanding that he's a kid and yeah. he's going to make mistakes. He's not perfect by any means. I mean, nobody's perfect. 
so and and he's definitely not it was just kind of understanding that he's just going through a time and he's he's got to learn just like everybody else he's a human when you say like defending him I'm sure like people in your personal life you know said stuff too but was there a thing also with like fandom online having to defend him oh yeah all the time with like on Twitter and Instagram and everything everybody would just like hate on us you know and say that we just are up his a or whatever you know like what you know and it's not that we were condoning the behavior and you know there were some things that were definitely that I definitely didn't agree with that he did or was doing but like I said I always still supported him and still I just like knew the person that he was um and the heart that he had and you know I knew at one time you know it might have been the people he was surrounded by or just you know when you're when you're famous and you can have anything you want at any time, there's a lot of people around you that are fake. Uh, there's a lot of people around you that, you know, are pulling you and leading you in the wrong directions and things like that. Plus when, when nobody's there to say no, because you can basically have anything you want, you're going to fall into it for a little bit. I'm just really proud that he's kind of come out of that and he's doing so much better now and making much better decisions. And he's just, he's in a good place. God, I mean, like, he was sort of the first of his kind really because i mean he there was no like textbook for anything that was going on with him because like he was discovered in such like an internet era kind of way and just like thrown into fame in a way that like hadn't really happened before because obviously like there wasn't the internet so when there were like singular pop stars they were either like significantly older than him or had been like trained to be like this is how things are going to be or like boy band stuff like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC where they're like created in a lab and been like this is what's going to happen. And I think that was a big thing too, was there was no other Justin Bieber. There was no preparing him for this. There was no mentor for him. I mean, I guess you could say Usher was a mentor for him, but still Usher was much, much older. And uh, so I think he like, you know, Lonely just came out and he talks about how lonely he felt and how he felt that like nobody, nobody understood what he was going through. And it's very true. Nobody did understand what he was going through because nobody had, nobody had been there. I mean, he, he blew up at a, at a rate that I don't think anybody till that time had really blew up at that young. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he sold out Madison Square Garden in like a year, in 22 minutes. So it's, uh, you know, and that was a long time ago. Now he sold it out and even shorter than that. But uh, it's like, it's crazy. And I don't think there was any really preparing him for what was coming. And I think that inevitably he was going to make mistakes. I think anybody would, especially being thrown into a life like that at so young. Yeah, because like when I was trying to think of like who there even was like before him like every sort of like white boy of the month pop star I could think of like Aaron Carter had like his brother who had been in a boy band or like Jesse McCartney was in Dream Street which was like a Mm -hmm. short run but still something that you go through with a group of people and you're kind of like prepared for what that is going to be like and then he like chose to go do a solo career but I think the thing that's so interesting about Justin Bieber and this is like something that I've like vaguely brought up in like past like episodes is that his career went from being very like the pop star to like having his like teenage breakdown to then him releasing like his quote-unquote like justified album where it's like yes Justin Timberlake came from a boy band and was trying to get rid of the boy band shiny persona whereas Justin when he released Purpose in 2015 is like releasing his version of that because he's sort of moving away from like the boy band persona that he had had and trying to be more like I'm sexy, I'm cool, like, I've sort of figured my, like, problems out, and there was sort of, like, a redemption tour, I guess is, like, the best way to talk about it, because, like, any interview you read from, like, that Purpose era is very much people being, like, hey, like, what happened to that monkey, and, like, now, (laughs) like, well, because it it was, like, the blast off of it all was, like, that Comedy Central roast, and then they sort of realized that, like, oh, like, he can, like, like take the piss out of himself like he's just not taking himself too seriously so we don't have to take him too seriously and I feel like that sort of opened the door to those like friends that I was talking about being embarrassed that they were like into like baby or whatever song it was that they're into now being like oh look at him with his like sexy black and white album cover like now (laughs) we are allowed to take him seriously so I guess like also from your experience of that did you think it was like necessary for these people to constantly be like oh like you're bad behavior and like focusing on that and now what he's doing or like what was that like I think with purpose a lot more people started gaining respect for him 
Yeah. Um, you know, especially after the roast, uh, you know, knowing that he could take a joke and laugh at himself and he understood what he was doing was idiotic. So uh, I think a lot of more people gave respect for him. But I think even now, you know, purpose has been, year, I think, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now he has changes, which released this year. And, you know, another one upcoming soon is like people still want to bring up the past. And we deal with it a lot on social media as people still want to bring up the past and people still want to bring up his past mistakes and they don't want to focus on what's happening right now. They always just like, we'll post something like, you know, very positive, great, you know, thing about Justin, maybe about his wife or about, you know, his songs or about what he did or what, you know, whatever. Um, And they'll just post like an old link to an old video of him doing something stupid. And it's just like, I don't know, you know, I don't understand why people can't move past, you know what happened in the past and kind of just, you know, focus on the person that he is now. So that's a struggle that we, that we struggle with as a fan base as well. Like that's the frustrating thing about like these artists when they like grow up in the public eye, literally. And it's like, somebody's always going to be there being like, remember when you beat that paparazzi or like whatever (laughs) it is. And it's like, okay, but he's acknowledging that and you can see that people are changing. And I feel like that's why, like, cause like Jenna and I were having this conversation like in prep of like how Justin Bieber isn't a polarizing artist like Justin Bieber is just a talented artist there's nothing questionable about that but the media were trying to put him out there in the world being like this is a polarizing man and it's like but he's not like he's not really doing anything that's affecting anyone except for like his fan base and like people who read gossip news sites and I've just always found that interesting because I mean I said this like I, for a while, was working as a photo editor at, like, HollywoodLife.com, and, like, when I was there, Justin tried to, like, shut us down, and I was, like, Justin, I will happily dance on the grave of this website with you, like, Justin was not a fan of Hollywood, still is not a fan of Hollywood. He should not be, but it was (laughs) just, like, the funniest thing where I'm sitting at this job that I really did not want to be in, and this, like, artist who I really respected is, like, this site is still shitting on me when everyone else is giving me my my redemption arc, and I was, like, I don't know. (laughs) So, in cases like that, where it's, like, every, the rest of the media is sort of being, like, okay, like, we've accepted your, like, peace offering, like, we're welcoming you back with open arms, like, the sites that are still dredging stuff up or, like, creating something out of nothing, like, as a fan and, like, as somebody who, like, ran your own fan account and, like, helped run other ones, like, how do you counteract something like that? Or, like, is that a thing that you try and do? You know, it's, it's so crazy. No, we do, we do. Uh, you know, it's really hard, especially a lot of it happens on Twitter when, you mm-hmm. know, like, articles are put up about him that are completely false or completely fabricated or, like, completely taken out of context. And we have, we actually have group chats or, like, we send them and then we decide, like, because when you retweet some or when you quote something, mm-hmm. it makes the tweet pop up. So we have, we have a, um, we have like a, diff- we have, or when you reply to something, the tweet even pops up on people's timelines. So we have kind of like this discussion on whether we want that article to start popping up on people's timelines by mm-hmm. quoting it and saying, you know, that is bullshit or, you know, it's, it's false or fabricated yeah. or whatever, or, you know, giving our opinions, or if we just want to let it go because we don't want to spread it. So yeah, we, we definitely do fight back and combat back against things, um, but we're also super cautious of, you know, spreading the wrong information. But no, we, we do fight back about it. You know, there's just articles that are so, so dumb. I don't, I think it might've been Hollywood life, but um, you know, they're always trying to bring back up Selena Gomez or always, always. Like I, Justin just got a, a tattoo um, of a rose on his neck. And they literally like zoomed in on the rose to one petal that resembled an S. And we're like, oh my gosh, she got this tattoo for Selena, the hidden meaning behind Justin Bieber's tattoo. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure you love that as a publicist also. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing. Oh my goodness. It's, it's crazy. I don't get it. I mean, Justin is so happy with Haley and they've made it so public that they're so happy. I do have one question about something you mentioned earlier. I was curious, like in those group chats, how many people are in your group chats, like organizing this stuff? So we have like a core group of like, uh, like fans of Justin that like, we're kind of like the, the core group that kind of start, you know, like the streaming parties. And, you know, when we start, we kind of like, we're not officially like on the team, but we like kind of help it. And we have people that, you know, talk to the team members as well. Uh, the, you know, Justin's actual team as well. So it's, I think it's like actively, cause I, there's like over 50 people in the group chat, but actively it's like 
probably 20 of us that actually like organize everything that's really cool just like the whole thing like how powerful fangirls are like we were saying yeah no I've met a bunch of people through through Justin and some some of my really good friends actually that I have till today so like with all that so like you had mentioned that you had like something to do with like the Twitter um Justin crew so how did you get involved in like being part of like that core group of fans that gets to like orchestrate stuff so that kind of uh I mean I've always kind of like talked to them because uh I had at the at one point I had one of the biggest Justin Bieber fan accounts on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, I think it was number two next to jbcrew.com I think it's actually on pop sugar um it was like the the number what the Justin Bieber accounts you should be following and it was like jbcrew and then my account and so I was always kind of connected that way and then you know uh from just being in the industry and being a publicist and uh you know, they kind of just wanted to add me into that um, since I have some professional experience as well as some fan experience. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of gotten added into that group. Um, and we just did like, uh, Justin just released Lonely. So we did like a week of Not So Lonely and stuff like that. So it's it's super fun. I enjoy it. I guess just off the back of talking about like being part of the fandom and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I know that obviously, and like, I'm just going to use this as an example, but like the... So, like, with Harry Styles, it's, like, talked a lot about how he has, like, a fan, for like, the persona that, like, fans have built for him because he's, like, a very private figure. Whereas, like, because, and, and because he was, like, in a boy band, the way he was in a boy band, he was very sort of, like, guarded and, like, allowed to sort of do that. Whereas Justin, because he was sort of the starter of the textbook of how to exist like this, he had like lived every aspect of his life like in the public and so I'm sure that there's like a side of him that fans are aware of that the public's not aware of and so what's that like knowing that version of him when other people don't yeah I think what the public doesn't see or what the public doesn't want to see per se Mm -hmm. is the heart that Justin has Justin cares so much for people and has such a big heart for people that people just don't see. Like I've, I know numerous occasions that fans have, you know, either gotten, well, from personal experience, actually, my father passed away this past June. And right when that happened, I had obviously like posted it on, you know, my social medias and things like that. Cause I was just so shocked and devastated. Um, and, uh, Justin had just released with Ariana Grande stuck with you and they were doing a, uh, another edition of it for mother's day. And so I had the video on my Twitter, obviously of me and my dad, um, cause it had just happened and they actually, Justin actually ended up putting my dad in his music video my dad dancing like right next to him and his mother patty millet dancing which was really really cool and then also he put like out a tweet like to my dad as well and then uh scooter and like the rest of justin's team like actually put it on good morning america and did like a little special tribute to him so that was just really special and that's just from personal experience of like what he's done what he does for like fans and for people that support him Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know, but there's been numerous other occasions, like uh, the biggest one, the most public one, I guess, would be Avalana, who was a fan who had a horrible uh, disease that, uh, you know, was such a fan of him, had a little wedding at the hospital that was on the news. Justin flew her out to New York to meet her. They had like such a connection. He ended up taking her on like Good Morning America with them. He ended up, you know, having her as one last only girl. Like they spent so much time together and then she unfortunately passed away. You know, he just does, he does so much for his fans. Like I know instances where like fans have been standing out beside the hotel in like 10 degree weather and he goes and like 
orders from Domino's and gets all of the fans pizzas and then has like the bodyguards bring them all out hot chocolate. Like just, you know, little stuff like that is like super, super special. And then, you know, living in LA, I've seen him. Obviously it doesn't get out to the press, but he's gone to like children's centers and things like that. Like there's a a children's center in Watts that he frequents pretty often and uh, there's no media there. He has a huge heart and I think a lot of people just don't see it or don't want to see it because negativity sells. That's like a lot of like really incredible stories and just goes to show like how deeply he cares about his fans because I feel like, you know, like you said, that's something that the media will never understand is like the relationship between like the fans and the artists. And it seemed like Sarah and I were having this conversation of it seems like Justin and his fans are like so close in a way that other artists aren't just because he was a solo artist because he's been in the you know the limelight for so long that it's almost like a different relationship from from other artists and their fans no it definitely is um I definitely you know as fans we definitely feel connected and closer to him just because of how much he's involved the fans from the very beginning in his career i will say that like he probably stops and you know for his fans and does more for his fans than any artist that I know and you know he's he's always like you know even if he's tired or whatever like back in the day he would like you know come roll up to the hotel like 3 a.m and still you know sit there for like 30 you know half an hour and take a picture with every single fan that was waiting outside the hotel have a conversation you know it was uh He's always made that, he's always made an effort to make that connection, um, which is, which is really special and really good. And I think it's super important in any art, in any artist uh, fan relationship to make sure that you give back to your fans because you would not be who you are without your fans. So I remember as somebody who wasn't like a huge fan of his, but again, like thought he was very talented when I was a freshman in college, we all went to go see Never Say Never. And I think it was like me and my group of friends and that that's it. It was like lunchtime on like a weekday or something. And I was just like so blown away by like how, even though he was so young, how like understanding he was that like his fans just like loved him and that they just like cared so much and how he was like making sure that like people can meet him and like I remember that he like upgraded somebody's like tickets and like other Mm -hmm. things like that and -hmm. I was telling Jenna earlier that I was just so taken by like how much he like was thankful for what he had that my friends on my birthday printed out a life-size photo of Justin Bieber and they hung it up on my dorm room because they're like Sarah's in love with Justin Bieber (laughs) because I just wouldn't shut up about it because I was like more artists need to do this yeah no it's no it's super important and it's super it's super great and I think it's it's great because not only Justin is so gracious and kind and stuff it's the whole his whole entire team that cares so much about the fans and like you mentioned you know upgrading tickets like Scooter and Allison now they can't really do it because people know who they are and they get mobbed and but they still try so you mentioned you know he recently released Lonely and he also has his the little mini doc he put on YouTube and the interview with Zane Lowe he's been talking about how he went through like some really really dark times and so I'm curious like from the fan side of it were you aware that things weren't okay with him and how was it on your side just like dealing with all of that so I definitely knew that something wasn't right but I wasn't aware of the depth of things that weren't right like when Lonely released I I thought personally that his dark stage and his lonely stage started you know 2013 you know his bizzle era as we call it um (laughs) so because he wanted to be called bizzle um, I don't know if you remember, but that was like a thing. Like, I think he even changed his Instagram name to Bizzle back then. But, uh, you know, in the music video, Jacob Tremblay is portraying him My World era, which was long before that. So it was it was definitely an eye opener to see that he was even feeling, he even felt lonely and was even having a, a rough time struggling, even in the My World era. And, you know, you mentioned watching my, uh, Never Say Never, you would never know. Yeah. You know, he seems like this happy-go-lucky kid loving life. Um, except for, you know, the one point where he has a headache, you know, when he's laying in bed or whatever, but you know, uh, all the cameras just show this happy go lucky kid that loves what he's doing and stuff. And, you know, you don't, I didn't realize until lonely actually how he was hurting even back then. And then, you know, watching seasons, uh, you know, obviously I knew he was struggling. I knew what he was going through, you know, in his bizzle era, 
you know, and in his, you know, 2014, 2013 to like 2015 era, um, I knew he was struggling. I knew he was even struggling during the Purpose Tour, but I I didn't understand the depth of it until I watched Seasons. I think that like the thing that is like so important is that like the mental health like conversation never really became like something that wasn't taboo until really like five years ago when they actually like started acknowledging it. Like I remember there was one interview I was reading where Scooter was saying that there were days where he was just like so thankful that he knew that Justin woke up that day because of like how he was like suicidal and all that sort of stuff. And like in the Zane Lowe interview, they talked a lot about that and they were talking about how like Justin never really like understood like what like loving, like, like what love was because of like his like family relationships and then also just like all of these like t- being like 13 in the public eye and these girls being like I love you and him being like I love you too but like what is love because like mm-hmm. who knows that at that sort of age and so right. I just think that it's really like interesting like seeing him now being so comfortable like confronting like his past like mental health issues and like talking about it so openly because I feel like when Never Say Never came out, if there had been a scene sort of like in like Lady Gaga's like documentary where like you see her sort of like breaking down being like, this is so hard. I feel like that would have just sort of like leveled the playing field a bit and made fans more so realize like, oh, like these famous people go through the same problems I go through and sort of like make, like I, I don't think that the pedestal of like that artists are on will ever disappear completely but it'll at least like lower it a bit where you sort of get where they're coming from and so I guess just like now like hearing lonely and understanding all that stuff like and hearing him talk about his mental health like what has that been like for you and like for the rest of the fandom you know obviously never say never really never addressed any of that so we weren't aware and so that's why I think seasons was so important and I believe movie never really even addressed it so I think that's why it was like super important for him to release seasons and, you know, kind of explain it. And I know that it took him years to be able to even talk about it because it's not an easy thing to talk about. And I think that since he, he's in such a good place in his life right now that he felt that he wanted to talk about it, but I don't think back then he was ready to talk about it. I think it's it's super important to be relatable to to your fans. Yeah, uh, And I think with his recent content that he's releasing, he's being super relatable to them. And I think, I think that's, it's super important um, to bring light because, you know, he's Justin Bieber, this, you know, huge pop star that, you know, everybody in the world thinks has everything. He can have anything he wants. He has everything he wants. But, you know, there was a point in his life where he had everything he wanted wanted, and he wasn't happy and he was depressed and he was suicidal and, and everything. So I think I think it's important, you know, for fans to know that, you know, whatever they're going through or if they're having, you know, they're struggling with mental health or they're struggling with something mentally that, that you know, even he went through it and now he's on the other side. I think it's the interview with Zane Lowe is so interesting to me because you can tell he's just like, a different person like the way he's talking about everything his persona he's just like so calm and he's also very like emotionally open and like emotionally vulnerable with Zane Lowe so you know what did you think about that and like how that's changed over the years I love the interview with Zane Lowe I think Justin's very much more open than he was in the past like if you watch some of it some of it is his interviews from like 2014 2015 and then watch his interviews now it's like a 360 degree difference and I think it's just because he's in a better place um you know he was raised Christian but then obviously kind of got a little way a little away from it and then you know came back to it and if you talk to Justin he will tell you that he gives the credit to God and Haley Haley as well um you know Haley has been a huge impact in his life. You know, I think Scooter put it best at Justin's wedding. Like any man that finds a good woman, he's going to have a good change. And Haley was that change for Justin, um, which was, you know, and Justin was kind of getting out of it on his own um, Mm -hmm. when he started, you know, being with Haley. But then she kind of just encouraged him and pushed him to kind of, you know, be the better. And then she also, you know, encourages him to be a better man. So. Yeah, I think that like the way that like he speaks about Haley is like honestly just, it's incredible like it's just it's so lovely because I feel like so much like through especially like as somebody who like works in media and has like been reading journalism forever and all these things like you always hear these like awful stories about like celebrity couples and all these things that can happen because of the fame and Mm -hmm. I just think that like him being like 
yeah, we're going to fight. There's going to be problems. But like, she like has my back. I have her back. Like we're growing and changing together. Like that whole thing. I just think that that's so important. Number one, as like a famous person being like, Hey, like, look, we can make things work if we try. Like just because we're famous, everything doesn't go easy to us. But also I think for like younger fans and stuff, just seeing him being in such a stable relationship after everything that he's been through must be like such a beautiful thing to experience it is so beautiful every time he posts about Haley, my heart just like because he just he loves he's so he loves her so much and she loves him the same back and they're they're like i said they're they're the best they just bring out the best in each other and they spend a lot of time working on their relationship as well they know it's they know they're gonna fight they know things aren't gonna be easy they you know but they have a mutual understanding that this is what they both want and you know that they're going to fight for and they're going to work for it um and that's very evident in uh everything that they've you know made public and in seasons and everything like that and even when you see them in person i just think uh it took you know they dated back in like you know 2015 around there and it ended very badly (laughs) Um, and they had, you know, a time where they didn't talk and they didn't really, you know, interact or really want anything to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Justin had a lot of growing up to do. Haley had a lot of growing up to do. They both kind of found themselves and then found them their way back to each other. Um, which I think is so beautiful and so special. And, you know, Haley is also a big advocate for God. So, uh, Haley's also a Christian. So I think it's, and I think through their, you know, love for God, they kind of, uh, you know, came together. And I think, I just think it's so beautiful. Um, I always, actually, I always was a fan of them. Even like back in like when they were uh, together, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't like her, you know. They didn't really like anybody Justin was with, to be honest, because they somehow thought they had a chance. Um, Yeah, it's always like that. (laughs) um, But I honestly loved Haley and I loved her back from like 2015, 2016, because I actually, when he was, you know, had his tumultuous relationship with Selena Gomez, I liked them in the beginning, but after the initial first time they broke up, I didn't because it was just like a very toxic relationship and you could see that. But, you know, Haley, I always felt was so good for him. He was super happy when he was with her. And I just felt like she encouraged him to be the best that he could be. And so I always loved that about her, even back then. So the way like his career has changed and sort of like the constant like rising and falling I feel like he's finally, like, I feel like there's no way for it to go back downhill. Like, there's no way for the media to spin this into taking him back downhill. And I feel like he's finally just sort of at peace. And it's like, this is, like, where I'm at. Like, this is my career. This is what I'm happy with. And, like, just as, like, an outsider, it was just, like, really fun doing, like, the research for this episode. And I feel like I, that's, like, a lot that I've been learning from doing this podcast is, like, there'll be artists that, like, I used to listen to or, like, have sort of moved away from, but, like, feel like they're necessary to talk about and then be, like, oh, wow, like, look how incredible, like, their career, like, pattern has been and, like, where they've come and all that sort of stuff. And I guess just, like, as sort of, like, wrapping things up sort of like idea of it all just like with, like as somebody who's like been there basically like from the beginning and like his whole career trajectory like where he is now like where do you see this going like where like how do you think he's gonna bring all this like newfound like inner peace to like the Justin Bieber brand okay, I think everything's gonna run a lot smoother I think tour is gonna be much more enjoyable for him um because he's gonna know how to pace himself and he has a newfound love for performing and and for you know just doing what he loves I think uh I think he's finally at a good place and he's he found a good balance where everything's just gonna run a lot more smoother and he's gonna be a lot happier I mean he is a lot happier than the Justin Bieber five years ago or the Justin Bieber four years ago or whatever you know he's a lot happier he's in a lot better place and it's very evident and so I think you know he's excited he's if you watch Justin Bieber the next chapter which just came out a few days ago he is excited to get back on stage he's excited to perform not something that he's being forced to do by the label or to get a paycheck or whatever he's excited to do it and he wants to do it he wants to get back out there he wants to see that his fans all that stuff which i which i think in large part is because he couldn't do it this year because the tour got canceled but still 
I honestly, I just feel like coming because uh, similar to what Sarah said, like, you know, I was like kind of around like the beginning of his career, like listening and whatnot as a fan and then um, hadn't really been paying attention lately. And then like reviewing, you know, watching the Zane Lowe interview and like the recent stuff he's done. It's truly incredible. Number one, truly incredible. Just his career overall. Like it's absolutely insane. But number two, I think it's so like just beautiful and amazing and inspiring like that he's at this point in his life where he's like happy with himself, happy with his life, like went through really awful stuff. And he said in the Zane Lowe interview, he's like, I was on an awful trajectory. Like, I don't even know if I would be here right now. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see like him come out of that and where, how he talks now, you can tell yeah. he's just like a totally different person. And I feel like for someone his age, you know, he's only like, he's 25 now. Right. So it's just incredible. Um, to see an artist like with this type of career being being at this stage in his life and I feel like it will be so interesting to watch his career as he continues to grow I'm so excited for the next era honestly I mean his, his new music uh Holy and Lonely is so good I'm so excited for the new album and the new music that's coming out actually just recently when I was in LA I uh, met up with with uh, Benny Blanco and uh, who did the lonely and he was you know saying that this is some of the best music that he's ever heard from Justin so I'm super excited about that. And then Chance the Rapper was also saying the same thing. Um, and I think it's just because he's in such a good place. And although he did write some bangers when he got his heart broken, but I don't want, I don't want that to happen again. Um, but he did write some good music when he got his heart broken. But, you know, I think it's going to be even better music now that he's in a good place. He's married, he's happy. And I think it's just, just going to go so much smoother. And I think it's so inspiring because, you know, people are going through so many things and they think it's so hard and they think they can't get through it or they can't, you know, get over it. And, you know, Justin was going through everything that everybody else is going through on a 10 times larger scale that the whole world was watching and got through it and is now happy and married. So I think, you know, people are like, oh, if Justin Bieber can do it, you know, maybe I can do it. Well, Mariana, I think this was an awesome conversation today. I definitely feel like I learned a lot and it was so great, you know, talking to you, hearing your personal experience and your passion and everything. And also just love the story about this turning into your career. That's truly incredible. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I had a, a great time. I love talking about this kind of thing. Yeah. And do you have any links that you want to mention if anyone wants to follow up the conversation with you afterwards? Sure. You can follow me on my Instagram. It's at this is Mariana. You can follow my fan Instagram, which is Bieber Bodyguards too. And if you want to, um, I just actually did, um, you can watch the Stuck With You video, which me and my dad are featured in. And then I just did an article with Celeb Mix on like that whole experience of like having me and my dad in the Stuck With You video as well. I am now a Justin Bieber encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Figgin, walking Justin Bieber encyclopedia. I feel like I learned so much, which was like so exciting. <laughs> Truly. Like, I love when we have guests on and like, I think I've done a shit ton of research and I'm like, I know everything. And it's like, you thought, you thought. Yeah. Well, it's so cool just hearing the perspective of someone who's so close and like lived through it in a different way than we did. Yeah. No. And I mean, I, that's like the whole point of like what we're doing is like giving a voice to people who like might not normally have it and just talking about like these artists that are unfortunately looked down upon for like no good reason so it's nice to kind of talk positively about somebody who I spent a good portion of my career having to listen to people talk negatively about so yeah we hope that you guys learn some new stuff about Justin maybe change your mind about him maybe go listen to him on Spotify I actually think that's what I might do <laughs> stream changes Justin if you want to sponsor this podcast we're open we're here um, I do think it's funny, though, because Lonely right now is being used on this weird TikTok trend where, like, popular TikTokers are being like, oh, they just like me because I do that one dance. And then they're like, you don't really know how I feel. And it's like, you're just, you're a TikTok star in the middle of quarantine. Like, how life can your, how bad can your life be? That's really funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'll, like, go to the show notes. I'll link some really embarrassing TikToks of, like, these really like hot people being sad that people want a photo of them. <laughs> <laughs>
Weird and wild times. Weird and wild times. Um, but yeah, so if you have any thoughts, Mariana's links will be in the show notes. And you can also come talk to us at Name Three Songs on Twitter and all other socials, um, including TikTok, where we're not making embarrassing videos like that one, just like other ones. <laughs> other embarrassing ones. Yeah. And if you, as always, want to talk to us, as just us i'm at sarah underscore fagan and jenna is at jenna underscore million okay jenna it's your turn for our band of the week in 30 seconds or less are you ready for this i'm ready okay i'm gonna count you down deep breath okay let's go (laughs) three two one go okay so today i'm talking about an artist named Susie Wu from the uk um, I found her on Spotify one way or another. She has a few songs out and an EP and she's so cool because she makes this like twisted, dark pop music. Like it's really infectious. It's really interesting. She just put out a single called Eat Them Apples, which I think got, already got like pulled for a big commercial. Um, and she's going to blow up. So you heard it here first, folks. Go listen to Suzy Wu. Um, you sold it. I am very impressed at your, uh, PR abilities. <laughs> Thank you. Um, dark Twisted Pop. Wow. That's like the best way I can describe it. I love that. If I was her, I would put that on my bio ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> I'll DM her. I'll let her know. Um, so thanks so much for joining us on Name Three Songs. Until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band. And remember, you're never too cool to listen to Justin Bieber. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified when new episodes come out and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. If you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this episode, you can visit Name3Songs.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.